Oh, holy cow, Michelle. Christmas is right around the corner. We need to start shopping. We really do. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the type of shop where I can find both the outfit and the gift. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. We're a little too busy to be going from store to store. But lucky for us, our favorite boutique is right down the block. Vintage Charm. Gosh, talk about reducing some of the seasonal stress. I know. And beyond the convenience factor, Vintage Charm is one of the cutest curated stores ever. It's so festive and their inventory is endless. In fact, I am obsessed with their velvet knotted headbands and holiday platters. Like such cute gifts, but at the same time, I want it all for myself. Same, Lauren. I worship their dresses and so does everyone else every time I wear one. Whether you live three blocks away like myself or clear across the country, you can shop both online or in store. Use our code, the Sister Project 15, for 15% off of your entire purchase. Now, this code is good for one purchase only until December 31st, so be sure to get your gifts and holiday outfits all taken care of at once. You'll be happy you did. And remember, when you shop at Vintage Charm, you're supporting a small, local, woman-owned, and run business. Happy Holidays! Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, <laughs> This is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm -hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Well, hello there and welcome to Cozy Conversations. I am your host, Lauren Massarella, being joined by my co-host and my sister, Michelle Anderson. Except today I'm going to be your co-pilot. Oh, Ooh. you are a snazzy, snazzy Ooh. thinker. Well, you're going you're gonna to find out what we mean by that in just a moment because Michelle and I just wrapped up really one of the most... I don't know, in a way, thought-provoking and inspiring. Mm -hmm. I wrote our guest, her name is Aviva, after we wrapped up. And I said, you you left her and I felt inspired to make some next steps with some ideas. Yeah, I have. really great, tangible, actionable advice coming from today's conversation. And digestible. So let's dive into today's guest. Joining us today was Aviva Brill, founder of Copilot. She's a life coach and co-pilot has the distinct ability to ask impactful questions and systematically take your middle of the night thoughts, we all have those, yep. organize them and clarify their meaning. Wouldn't that answer a lot of everyone's problems? All of them. Every <laughs> single one. Now, working with Aviva and co-pilot stretches you, increases your ability to grow and live up to your potential. So now I'm going to take a moment and ask you guys and Michelle a couple questions. Are you tired of that feeling of frustration? Are you seeking a sense of purpose and meaning in your life? How about this one? Do you know that you are capable of so much more than where you already are? Are you unhappy with just the checking of the boxes? And lastly, are you fed up with being in the same place in your life? And I can answer these questions, Michelle. Like, I feel like I'm all these are like yes, no kind mm. of questions. I just know there's so much more space for me to grow. Absolutely. Do you feel the same way? Absolutely. And I felt like listening to Aviva, I was like, I just, I know that I have even more potential than just what you and I and what I in my personal life am doing. And, and I also left say, saying to myself, and now I have some ideas to how I'm going to create that space. Exactly. Now listen up. If you answered yes to just one of these questions, and even if you didn't answer yes, this podcast, Aviva, 
and co-pilot is worth listening to. She's going to give you guys and us some really great ideas on how to like not lose our shit over the next few months for the holiday season. Mm. So that alone will have you wanting to tune in. We are so excited to share Aviva Brill, founder of Copilot, with you all. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and just get ready to feel inspired. So Aviva, we are so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you for coming out from the city to the suburb, all the way out to the suburbs. <laughs> Google put you on quite an adventure, but you made it, and you were early. That was impressive. Oh, as well. fabulous! You know, Michelle, I don't know if you know this. Do you know how I met Aviva? No, I actually I don't. I was I saw Aviva. I was at the farmers market with our nieces, with Margot and Tori. Oh, no way! Oh, yep, at the Lincoln. No, the Wicker, Wicker Park. Park. Yeah. And Aviva was standing there with a really cute table and Aviva, which is, you know, you are attracted to that, your, your being totally. and your energy. <laughs> and I walked right up and we got to talking and then you were explaining to me about Copilot. Mm -hmm. And then from there we had a phone call and that's why she's sitting here in our makeshift podcast studio. How fun. I cannot wait to learn all about Copilot. I'm so, Michelle, you love the name. I'm, I'm obsessed with the name. Yeah. Where did, let's begin. First, I want to begin with. Let's begin with co-pilot. Let's begin with what exactly it is that you're doing, Aviva. You know, we hear the term these days a lot, life coach yeah. or women's coach, um, business coach. There's so many right. different coaches. What kind of coaching are you providing for your your clients? Um, I, think, I think to state it briefly, I'm providing quality of life coaching for women. And the focus of my work is to help women prioritize themselves without guilt because I think whether you're a mom or not a mom, um, there is so much expectation that women put everything and everyone first and that if they come last or don't get there at all, get there at all, We're gonna there's say a come little at all. <laughs> double entendre yep. there. But anyhow, so um, that it doesn't matter. And Michelle, I'm sure being a mom, you can relate to this. Oh my God, why? Well, you were just saying on the way that I was here about how you had put everyone in front of you my for whole, so many years. My whole, I feel like from my whole adult, like 30s and on, yeah. And I, for me, the big struggle is, is at what point did it get to the point where we were all, we were all, a lot of, most women are working now, a right. lot of women are working, but also we're still having babies and you know piling on and with that comes the responsibility of taking care of your life and and so quickly taking care of yourself becomes your last priority and when you say aviva guilt-free where did you find that women were thinking like it is a guilty concept to actually put ourselves before the needs of our family or loved ones there there are so many places where um i've seen indicators of this um i think about i don't know if you guys listen to abram abraham hicks um michelle's obsessed <laughs> with abraham hicks do you listen to her or oh them, yeah. Them? yeah yeah yes yes absolutely so one of the things that abraham hicks talks about is that selfish is the way that we are supposed to be taking care of ourselves first and not others and that is exactly the opposite of how we are nurtured and programmed and expected to behave. So that's one thing. Then the other thing is, is watching my mom growing up and then being a, a parent myself. Um, and even before I was a parent, I didn't have my daughter till I was 36 years old. So I had lots of time as an adult mm -hmm. to just see that there were expectations of me taking care of others first and that if I did try to take care of myself or say no or set a boundary or anything where I was the priority 
then I felt guilty. I felt badly about it. And I listened to my girlfriends, watched women, read about women who were the same, where they felt badly for just doing what is completely average for any human to do. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Abraham Hicks, are they saying that like by nature women are supposed to be taking care of other people? No, no. This So the, the comment that Abraham Hicks makes um, on a pretty regular basis about being selfish is regardless of gender, that self-care comes first. Okay. And that when you take care of yourself first, then everybody else benefits from that. This concept of a rising tide lifts all boats. Ooh, and I love that. Yeah, so rising tide lifts all boats, absolutely. And often the woman, mother or not, mm-hmm. is um, the one who is the pillar, is the one yep. who is the tide. And so like the way that I see it in my house is when I'm happy, when I'm well, when I'm balanced, everybody else benefits. I can totally relate and speak to that because I can say for the first um, 10 years of my kid's life, my mom and parents' marriage fell apart, and then my mom got sick. There was a ton of things, and I prioritized everybody else before myself to care. My, my kids were like third in line. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like seventh and fell apart. Literally, right. completely would drive places, not know how I got from point A to point right. B. Right. You know, my family was kind of in turmoil. My husband and I were struggling relationshiply. Relationshiply. Is that a technical term? It's a new word here. It's a beautiful word. And um, (laughs) but to your point, you know, when you get to the point where you start to prioritize self-care and all of those things, it's very clear how everything starts to get back into balance Mm -hmm. and rhythm and. It's just a comfortable place to live. Well, that that's absolutely right. And um, you don't have to be a mother for this to um, have it apply to you. So um, mm-hmm. recently, a number of my clients are women in their 20s, which isn't my, quote, demographic mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, and so one of the things that I've been working on them, whether it's direct or indirectly, is that they need to prioritize themselves and, um, and that there's all kinds of self-care and that is tangible and intangible it it's not just about being a parent it's about what it sounds like you were referring to which is all of that mental clutter mm-hmm. and 100%. then just removing some of the mental clutter creating more space it's all that mental clutter that gets you from point a to point b and thank god you didn't have an accident right. or whatever right. but you have no idea what just transpired because it's just all gunked up. I, I call it mental lasagna. Mm, that's and what it feels like. It's brilliant. One big old sloppy mess. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And and you, there's no light in between. There's no space in between. Everything has melted. Together. Right, it's all melted, mushed together. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of where we're at, I mean, it even starts as young women. Uh, Michelle, you have newly young women I my daughter is a young woman and it's I see it already so it's it's in all the stages so how are you seeing it that they're not making enough time for themselves or they're already becoming bombarded by not taking responsibility for their own self-care I think I think there's um I think it's both and okay um and I think that there is male expectation oh for sure I think. Of course. I mean, I mean that's... You guys, I was getting my hair cut yesterday and my stylist, who I love, I said I wanted to go a little bit shorter 
And he said, so your husband doesn't mind if you go oh my shorter. God. And no. I almost oh, no. rocket shipped out of the salon. Totally. Oh and then God. I was going to come back down to earth for him to finish because and I love it, what he does to my hair. Right. And he's not necessarily saying a bad thing. He's not. He's it's also just, being, a, he's from a man's perspective. And I was like, oh, my husband doesn't care. And now I can come I'm home going bald to and... shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. I bet you. Uh, <laughs> you know, when my mom, we were, Michelle was just mentioning about when our mom June was sick. The first time I ever, I've always been mindful of my self-care in different realms of practicing it. But the first time that I really needed the reminder and I thought about my self-care differently was when June was really at the beginning stages of her diagnosis of dementia. And a good friend of ours, Lee, said, you know what? You're now a caregiver. With that being said, you have to care give yourself now. You have mm-hmm. to take just as good of your care of yourself as you would under any other circumstance or else you can't provide mm-hmm. that same amount right. of care for right. your mom. And on another note, Aviva, I just want to say thank you for all the, the childless, childless women out there who sometimes like I think I know that I'm trying to have a child, but there are so many women out there that just don't want to have mm-hmm. one. And there is this stigma that like no offense but that moms have it harder than a woman that doesn't have kids and I don't find that to be true at all I feel like it's just a different kind of we have we all have our different kinds of bullshit we're, we're we all shaking our heads here that that is absolutely right and for me the baseline is being a woman thank you and not whether or not you have children. Yes. And I just want to say I'm sorry if that comes. I come across you as never the come insensitive that way. mom who thinks that. You I mean, never. I know, <laughs> we us women are warriors, literally child or not. Yes. And we carry the freaking weight of the world on our shoulders and the weight of everyone's worlds on our shoulders. Yeah. So I just want you to know. Oh that no, I, I wasn't. It wasn't a personal. I would have told you that if I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is that. There is that thought that you know, like oh, you know. Moms have it double, which they do. I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't have another whole system of human beings to be responsible for. But I think as women, like you said, that is the baseline. Yeah. Being born a woman, you have a different set of responsibilities and um, caring for other people. You know, if whether it's your parents yeah. or loved ones or just feeling that maternal instinct in different ways. Well, as one of my girlfriends said to me, why is it the women who send thank you cards? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that I interesting? Mean, it's a really good Never point. thought of that before. <laughs> so glad we've got like a wise woman sitting amongst us right now. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to, I'm excited to tap into this part of the conversation. You know, when I was talking about that period of time where I was struggling and I would be driving places, my self-care at that time, I thought really was going to the gym and beating the shit out of myself. Mm, right. And that wasn't really the answer to my problems yeah so you know I'm excited to find out what your thoughts of like you know because there's that too you see the memes that meme you know self-care isn't just a bubble bath and going to a therapist but it could be what kind of self-care when you're talking about women prioritizing themselves let's dive in what are we talking about in regards to where your concept of self-care comes from so um, I completely agree with that. Um, I often say and write about um, self-care isn't getting trashed with your girlfriends once every eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not it. Or your three glasses of wine per night or mm-hmm. it's not alcohol or food related. Mm-hmm. And so alcohol and food are both lovely. I say moderation is queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's where that stands. So... A lot of self-care to me is, um, and this might not go with everybody, is um, surrounded by waking up earlier. Mm, 
Because you've got more time? Because you have more time. And a lot of our self-care and where it falls short is a lack of time. And you may or may not relate to or identify as being a person who needs time alone. We all need time alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need time to think, to have creativity happen. Without creativity, we're not better problem solvers. And we don't grow. We don't get to that fulfillment stuff. So waking up early is a really, really big thing. So just to elaborate more on yeah. that, when you're saying early, is it different for everyone? Or are you saying like, you know what, a 5.30, 6 o'clock wake up time is ideal? I think a 5.30, 6 o'clock wake up time is ideal. It also depends on what your schedule is. Mm-hmm. Um, for a week, our dog was waking me up at about 3.45 every morning and I was just staying up. And I got nearly an entire day's work done. Oh, yeah. It feels before. so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's phenomenal. And I'm not necessarily going to maintain that because going to bed at 8.30 isn't really convenient. Sustainable. Right. But, yes, around 5.30, 6 o'clock, get in a solid hour or more okay. for yourself. And how do you suggest your clients and the women now listening and we have men listeners too who might also get a lot out of this conversation Mm -hmm. as well how do you start training oneself to start that earlier because I try to get up earlier I wake up every day like my alarm's off at 6 30 eyes are open but that shift out of the bed takes another level of enthusiasm okay (laughs) a couple of things so this this is like a list to tick off one is stop saying I can't okay Mm-hmm. Or I'm not a morning person. I hate that too. Right. Yeah. So you gotta you Total gotta stop with the mindset. Right. Got yeah. it. Shift Love mindset. It. Second of all, when you go to bed, say I will be rested and I will wake up easily and eager to face the new day. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Any version of that. Mm-hmm. You you make up your own sure. words. And then when you wake up, say. I am excited Mm -hmm. to face the new day. Mm -hmm. And then if you need to, go wash your face and brush your teeth. Even if you're going to repeat it an hour and a half later when you shower and get ready for the day. Just to kind of give you a jolt to the Because you're not going to go back to bed then. Our dad would always say, go put cold water on your face. And he's an early riser, especially when we were younger. He would do like, get the cold water or he would come into the room with a glass of water and And say, give it to us. I'm going to throw this at your face. Listen, they do their best. True story. (laughs) Those are great suggestions. There there are a couple of other things. For people who say, I'm not a morning person, start waking up five minutes earlier. So five minutes, five minutes. From when they were going to. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And um, and that starts to change your mind shift about uh, your your mindset and shifting it to what is possible. Mm -hmm. And so then that helps that. But then the next thing, so that wraps up that part, Mm -hmm. is what are you going to do with your time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to hear I always like to identify um, what are favorite things that you would like to do when you're alone that you don't get to. And so for some people, that's really easy. They know exactly what it is. I, you know, for years I've been wanting to do whatever the thing might be. Um, I know for myself that is um, meditating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do a short meditation. I'm not like some meditation like, yeah, guru. Yeah. yeah, like transcendental. Yeah. And sometimes guided, mm-hmm. and I switch them up because I get not bored easily. But if it's not working anymore, then it's not working anymore, Same. and you got to switch it up. Um, and I love tea; like tea is one of my happy places, mm-hmm. and the ritual of tea um, and journaling. And I used to I started journaling when I was really young. I stopped for a number of years, and now doing it again is really grounding for me. And um, so that that's gratitude. 
I didn't squeeze that in. Gratitudes, meditation, tea, journaling, and then a lot of times because my mind is freed up, I get work done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you're ready to go. And I'm ready to go. So some of my mornings are very early. I teach some of my classes start at 7 a.m., but that if I were to be up at 5.30, oh I'd God. have a little bit Do more time. Do you hear time. who's down here? Oh, that's okay. He came down <laughs> from their room. He literally broke out of the room, <laughs> and he's down here. He's okay. Okay. So while you were upstairs getting Kevin, I was asking Aviva what kind of meditations, the guided, that she listens to. And if you wouldn't mind sharing that again, Aviva. Oh, yeah. So um, a favorite that I go to um, over and over again is Deepak Chopra's 21-day um, Oh yeah abundance meditation and it's not just that it covers things about like money or whatever but it is um gratitude and appreciation daily for all of the abundance that is in this human life and for some people that is way too woo that is not a way too woo for me no me neither, me neither. and um it it just it calls up so much awareness and so much appreciation and that is a game changer as you move through your day mm-hmm. and as you interact with others and as you share kindnesses and you realize oh and I'm receiving a kindness or something that is gracious um, or an incredible human exchange even if it's not necessarily mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. and increasing your bandwidth for that type of tolerance. Um, I So I absolutely love it. Swear by it. I'm going to try that. Have you ever done... I've done some Deepak before. I did. Have you ever done this I did. One? I would say the my first sort of introduction into meditation was the Deepak and Oprah 21 day. I would ride the train. I would actually meditate in the train on the way to the mm-hmm. city. And I absolutely loved them. And the themes... They, there is a different theme throughout, right? Yeah, they release... Are you talking about the free... The, or is this this one was free but it it wasn't with oprah okay um but i you know it's one of like those. lauren and i were just saying there there are several um and what i do is i just listen to like i go through the 21 days and then i take a break or not and i repeat it, it. Okay. because they're lessons that it's not like oh well, i'm perfect I'm, at that i don't need to do that mm-hmm. ever again it's a practice so speaking of a practice one of the items on your website I noticed and it really kind of it hit me because as many of us are we're, we're task makers and list makers and check boxer people mm-hmm. right it's like the more you check the more you get done in we the day we are check boxers we are check boxers and you on your on your site which I really loved you mentioned like that lack of fulfillment of checking boxes mm-hmm. and I would love to shift the conversation a little bit to you know we've done we've, we've chatted about the waking up earlier making more time for ourselves which is a, such a high priority but now we face the day and we have all of this shit that we have to get done right how do we find more fulfillment in these checking of the boxes and maybe look at our to-do list a little differently oh please tell me please (laughs) so when i when i was thinking about this um i i thought the quick and easy way uh, to say it would be how do you marie kondo your life Mm -hmm. yeah and so um i think checking boxes has a lot to do with the shoulds and so we've got this very long, detailed list of shoulds. And then the other part has to do with um, expectations and keeping up withs and mm-hmm. um, comparison, the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And, thief um, of joy. Truly. 
absolutely and um that's like it's not just mental clutter because sometimes our mental clutter is um concerns that we're chewing on and that's just bs Mm -hmm. dump it yep dump it there are things that must be done like we have to go to the grocery store we have to be at work on time whatever is the what are whatever are the components that make up your list and so then get those things done but everything else like your really full calendar that you're just so stressed that you have all these don't do them start to say no Mm. Mm-hmm. As a very, very wise person said to me one time, she said, start to say no and eventually they will believe it. Oh, I, I love like that. that. Yeah. It is hard to say no. I mean, I can say no to social things very easily. I don't mind doing that, but it's hard for me to say no to sometimes business opportunities. I teach yoga as well. I right. love when I teach my classes, my weekly classes. And then once in a while, like right now, I have this influx of um, special event yoga things to do. And I'm just saying yes to all of them. And it's not bothering me yet, but I know that if I don't pull it back on me. sometimes. I worry that she <laughs> is driving the bus straight into burnout sometimes. And sometimes I do. And I, I'm very aware of that. Um, and then I take the moment to step back and reset again and then start saying no again but it is a struggle to say no it's not the easiest thing in the world especially when there's money tied to an opportunity so so there there are a couple of things um again as women we are nurtured to say yes Mm -hmm. so that we're serving everyone um and because yes looks pretty quote on women Mm -hmm. um and um we're expected to not have very good boundaries and saying no is about having good boundaries and so um, what I would suggest is to look for easy opportunities to say no so that you start practice. to practice mm-hmm. and, and build up that muscle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's necessity. So it can be hard to say no to opportunities that you think are enriching or make money or move toward X goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this concept called essentialism. I'm kicking myself for not remembering the author. But is it essential is it something that is a driver that is critical at this point? If you have X number of dollars, that was your goal to have in the bank. Do you have to say yes to all of the yoga opportunities or is it fulfilling? Mm-hmm. You were asking about mm-hmm. fulfillment. Is this doing me good too? Is this energizing mm-hmm. for me when I'm done teaching that class or doing that thing or whatever the item might be? You know, you have that energetic feeling like, am I energized or am I drained? Mm-hmm. And mm. this this conversation is very much resonating with a very specific conversation I had moments before you walked in the door. And without going into the details of a kind of a personal private situation, I can say that what keeps happening is what's brought to the table is a conversation where the, the, per, the answer that somebody is looking for me to say is yes. And, mm, right. and I have gotten to a point per practicing saying no to stand in my firmness and my truth and say no. And I just want to say that to support what you're saying, the more you practice, the more you feel empowered, the stronger you feel. And then when you leave that, you know, I left the conversation like, oh my God, I 
can't believe I had to say <laughs> no to the same question because my yes would serve somebody else mm-hmm. right with for, forgetting about how that is affecting me or draining my energy or literally right. sucking the life out of me but I have to say once you start saying no it just it just you feel stronger mm-hmm. and it just starts to feel better Flex that muscle yes it's a lot easier mm-hmm. yes hello weird internet friend I want to share a very cozy and inspiring story with you. There once was a man who was known as Mr. Dumpling. Mr. Dumpling immigrated all the way over from former Czechoslovakia, where he trained as a German sausage maker. Eventually, over time, he opened a butcher shop of his own. Eager to keep their culture alive and not wanting anyone to miss out on some good gravy, Mrs. Dumpling insisted they include traditional Czechoslovakian bread dumplings with every roast they sold. The dumplings were a hit. They became so popular that Mr. Dumpling himself began selling them out of a red wagon throughout the city. And that is how our favorite dumpling house, Chateau Dumplings, started back in the mid-1900s right here in Chicago. Chateau Dumplings are so good. We are in love with them and always have been. Since they're basically a delicious gravy sponge, they make for the perfect accompaniment for meats and stews no gravy shall be left behind. They also make for the tastiest of holiday stuffing as they're perfectly moist, never soggy, and always extra cozy. Chateau dumplings are local to Chicago grocers like Jewel and Mariano's, but to shop online and peruse recipes, please head to www.chateaufoods.com. So speaking of all these things that we have to do as women, the necessities and the essentials, we have then a lot of us, um, probably all of us, the things that we just want to do, but we don't have the time to right. do it, Right. which uh. is a struggle because, so I have, I have a dream and I just haven't said, I think I know what your answer is going to be. So I'm not going to predict your answer. I'm going to wait to see what your answer is. I have a dream to write a book one day and I have the idea. It's in my head. All I have to do is sit down and do it. Sounds like you're going to have to start doing that in the morning. Sounds like that, but I have something. <laughs> there's that. And I have another, I've got another prediction she might answer or in a way, how do you recommend ideas and tips for women to follow those passion projects without taking away from the things that they really have to get done? So I find that if you're lucky enough to be able to have clarity on what your passion is. Okay. Um, because I think a lot of women in particular have so much mental clutter. Mm, that they yes. don't even, they can't feel they can't, that. They don't even get to oh, it. Oh, so that's just another problem. Right. It's box checking, running, 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 box checking, go to bed, wake up, rinse and repeat. Just literally energy vampire. Right. Wow. Right. Okay. okay. So, so you're in a great position because you have a concept of what that passion yes. project okay. is. Yes. Okay. I'm one step ahead of myself. So my question would be, what's keeping you from starting it now? The only thing, it's not that I haven't even started it. It's on paper. It's just it hasn't been put into fruition. What's what's stopping me is it's time. I have, as I mentioned, I have, you know, different kind of career aspects going on. I run and host a podcast with my sister and a lifestyle blog and I teach yoga and I'm going through IVF. So there's a lot of bullshit going on. Not bullshit, but just a lot of stuff. And then it's like, oh, I've got, and I've been thinking about this for, I can't even, I've got a screenplay I want to write. There's just a lot. I would say that the thing that's holding me back is um, poor time management along with 
probably not waking up earlier to dedicate, you know, maybe every Tuesday and Thursday morning, that's my sit down at 6 a.m. and start writing time. So am I... So one of the things that um, I suggest to all and any people is do a time study. Oh, what's that? Analyze your time. Jot down. Oh, so I, there, I just do... Oh, okay. So I journal what I'm doing during my time. Just... Right. So like um, because for a while my schedule was so the same... I was able to do a time study just in my head and I wrote it down Mm -hmm. because I knew exactly what I was doing every single day. That's how routine it was. Okay. And um, the stats were frightening. What were you finding you were kind of wasting time on? 42 hours per week on taking care of the house and the dogs. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. That bananas. Bananas. Wow. Bananas. That's a full-time job. It's a full-time job. But isn't doing that a full-time job anyways? Or are you, be, I mean, maybe not 42 hours Maybe it depends week. on your level of cleanliness. Because for me, if I did a time study on my house organization and cleaning, it would be more like on the lower, lower, lower end. Lower end. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there might be some of that too. And, and also, um, my lack of delegating. My lack of caring, I, and this is like a tool that I refer to, which is caring a little bit less. Okay. And yes. As a tool. Like, okay, dude, you just got to care a little bit mm-hmm. less. It's okay. You don't need a measuring tape to make the bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so those things. So do a time study okay. and figure out where your time is going and then make decisions about that time because knowing where your time goes, just like anything else, what you measure, well, what you measure grows is what they say, but inspect what you expect. So we just, like, if we're not watching our money, somehow, magically, it goes away. $1,000 dis- is disappears. gone. Such a good point. I need to do a money study, too. Let me know if you've got any tips on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but that brings up, but that is actually, it goes aligned with what I was asking. Another question that we had for you, what which was how to optimize our day, the hours of our day better, which I assume a time study would have would be maybe the first step in optimizing your time so um a time study would be the first step to optimizing your time also learning how to say no okay um because we want to be kind helpful we want to hang out with our friends when we have the opportunity to because we haven't been doing that enough and no essentialism is about what is essential to me what is that which is good for me brings me joy is productive is effective Mm. and then everything else goes and if you have all those things taken care of then you have like yeah slow down and then make choices and so often particularly as women we don't make choices we go and go and go and I don't want to miss out on that and you know it'll be so much fun it's so much fun every year it's just once a year no cut that out Mm. and Make choices about your time and own your time. Because that's like the one thing that we all can own is our own time. To an extent, Mm -hmm. yes. Sometimes less, sometimes more. But if we never own it, we literally don't own it. Uh Uh-huh. Now, speaking of one time a year, you mentioned just, you know, people saying, I must do this, I must do that. As we are slowly, but not that slowly, you know, creeping up to the holiday season, we know what's happening. We're going to be more stressed. We're going to spend more money, which yeah. again makes my, us more stressed. My throat starts to close. Michelle gets yeah, she super has, anxious she during this time. Xanax the size of a Christmas tree. I <laughs> and we are dying to know what your recommendations would be for 
women who know that moving into this time of year causes this kind of internal anxiety and stress. I know you jokingly said lock ourselves in the bathroom if need be. Amazing. Is that one of the recommendations? It, it absolutely is. Like if you get no time alone, mm-hmm. set a timer, go into the bathroom for five minutes, do whatever it is you want to do. Find a couple of minutes alone if you can. But um, I actually wrote it out because I think this is so critical. So one, outsource. And all of these apply to any other time, but we're speaking specifically during the holidays, which um, do all kinds of crazy things to our brains and lives. Mm-hmm. Um, outsource what you can. So if that's catering, laundry, mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. pickup, um, dog walking, outsource if you can. Take and something it, off your plate. Take as many things off your plate as you can. And if you can't, then delegate or have a meeting with your partner or your family. That is a great recommendation. Yes, it's just like communicate and share Mm -hmm. how stressed and exhausted you are and ask for help. But also, you know, saying delegate or or delegate or or outsource outsource which can cost more money for some people so i love the backup recommendation where if you can't outsource easily financially ha- communicate lean on your support system. Yeah. So, right so you could ask your partner hey babe what do you like to do in the house and because i'm overloaded mm-hmm. or um hey partner and yes. other older slightly older humans what do you guys like to do i need to take some things off of my plate great idea and i just love the way you pose that question what you know you like what do, do you like to do how do you want to contribute well not only that it's a little bit of jedi mind tricky 100%. because instead of saying like yo you need to go take that laundry basket and fold some clothes Find out what they like, and maybe yeah. they'll be more apt to help you. Right. Smart. You're a smart right. woman. That's why you're here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, some things that, that I was thinking about is, um, can this holiday season be more simple without something? Mm-hmm. And is there a way to simplify it? Um, what is most important to me? What is most important to my family? Do those things intersect? And if they don't, can you do without them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot going on that just sometimes feels like it's so too much. Some, it's just too much. They they are calling for a simpler holiday this year. I don't know if anyone has been reading supply I've been chain. following supply chain. So I do think that that kind of gives people the encouragement to step back maybe, and instead of spending a ridiculous amount of money, yep, time, time, and, time and energy mm-hmm. and energy and freaking out because Polly the Pocket mm-hmm. toy can't be shipped old fashioned from, Christmas. Yeah, old fashioned family, focus on family, family. Focus food, on family. Mm-hmm. And so here here's another thing that I want to say. Love is, that about about the holidays is um the holidays in my opinion sh- i i like i said when we first started talking i love sharing time with friends and family over good food and good drink it's one of my most favorite things to do however the holidays are about sharing and about connecting and about being together and so if we decrease the emphasis on food and on drink we will feel better. Mm. We will have yeah, more time, so right. more mental space. It's so true. It's so much. It's oh my god! My my mother in law, bless her heart, she will create a dinner for an army of five hundred people, and there's so much stress involved. Our, our mom, my mom, would freak out. Christmas was not fun for her. Christmas right. Eve and Christmas Day. She was a basket case of, she's just a ball of stress. Because she was working so hard to make everybody so happy. Completely void or concern of herself. Depleting her energy for the happiness of others, but not any for her. Yeah. 
So if, so if you if you think about like going to someone's party, um, have a little healthy snack before you go so you don't overeat. Um, when you're starting a party, whether it's th- that you're going to one or some the, or people are coming over, you know, you've got that excitement. It's yeah. the holidays or it's a party. Um, start off with a non-alcoholic, if you drink alcohol, a non-alcoholic drink because you will calm down while you're having that non-alcoholic mm-hmm. drink and not be so fast to drink, s- shovel food into your mouth. Oh, I freaking wow. love that recommendation. Great tip. You know, because that's the thing. We go into the holiday season and we joke, we're going to put on that like holiday five. And it's like, but you don't have to. You don't have to. You really can cut back on just the idea of that holiday five. And then the last thing for the holidays Mm. is however you can do it, whether it's sitting in front of a movie with five pound weights and doing bicep curls and tricep curls and lifting your feet off of the, you know, floor Mm -hmm. um, and straightening your legs. But get moving every single day. Doesn't matter how cold it is. Doesn't matter where you live. Move your body. Mm-hmm. Stretch up. Touch the floor. Just move your body. Our bodies are not well when we are sitting. only eating, taking mm-hmm. in lots of sugar, alcohol, just sitting. Please. It's just so important it's for essential. our well-being. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the term Frizzlutzliv? That's it. You said it exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. It's close enough. Michelle and I came upon this term last year, probably along with millions of other folks when we were living, you know, in lockdown. It's a Norwegian term that it's, they say that there's really no strong translation, but the loose translation is called out, outdoor living or uh. open air living. Mm. And it's about getting outside, no matter the condition or the yep. elements. Last year, I bought walking sticks at Target. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. (laughs) I bought a coat that looks like a sleeping bag. Same here. I did the same thing. I invested in a really big parka. Like, I look like I should be in the Arctic doing a science experiment. But I got so much joy out of it. And I know I wasn't doing running a marathon and exerting crazy amounts of energy but i was outside the wind was hitting my face i was seeing the outdoor beauty it i have like goosebumps thinking of it because your it was, energy just shifted it oh just when i was talking about yeah. it because i can't i know it sounds crazy i can't wait till it snows again yeah and it's a bit treacherous because if you're crazy we'll meet for a walk one day downtown awesome. and i'll take you where i go and you kind of go up by like where diversity harbor is and it's ice so you need your walking sticks, but it's such a fun adventure. And once I got that into my system, I was like, oh, I'm kind of a junkie for this. Yeah. It changes your winter. It changes your winter when you are in weather. Yes. When we are constantly avoiding things. Yes. Oh, I hate the heat. Oh, I oh, hate the cold. Yes. Oh, it's, you know, I, I hate this. I As opposed to I lean into this. Yes. Resistance meets resistance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when there's no resistance... Things flow. Oh. Mm-hmm. I hope my friend Colleen McLaughlin is listening to this conversation right now. <laughs> Why? Because she hates winter. <laughs> she hates it, and she, oh, this there is, is no bad weather. There's only, only bad, bad preparation. Yep. Yes, we talk so about this true. a lot. It's so true. Aviva, before we close up, I have a couple more questions, and one of them involves something you have. Again, I, I refer to your website a lot because that's where I study mostly about you. And you talk about drawing from our inspiring pasts and presence to craft and create a vibrant and fulfilling future you. Yeah. Let's dive into this. Okay, so that's that's my little baby, life is your best self. 
and um, it's a five-step, eight-week program, and um, I just absolutely love it. And where it comes from, it's not that I don't love all my work. Mm-hmm. I do, but it's like this little jelly bean of a program that I love. <laughs> and um, where, it, where it came from was um, looking at myself and um, my younger self did all kinds of really crazy things that were full of courage and adventure mm-hmm. and magic and um, just a faith that things would work out. And then through um, degrees and mortgages and all of the shoulds and a cubicle and beige paint yes, and yes. high oh, yes. lighting. Oh, oh golly, sorry, oh. sorry to hear that. I I literally relinquished those things, and if I didn't relinquish them, they were tamped down by either beliefs I had or yes. beliefs other people had about me that I thought I should conform to. Yes. <laughs> so connect with all of this and I so many of us do if we take the time to just look back a little bit much less reach back okay. and so that first step is about identifying what about my younger self do I absolutely love that still resonates with me that I haven't thought of before you know in the past five or 35 years yeah um, that I can tap into and then how can I tap into that and part of the way you tap into that is just by thinking about it because she lives right here she is still there mm-hmm. we just buried her or we threw her to the side or relinquished her to somehow disintegrate but it's all still there mm-hmm. so that's the first thing and then the second thing is who you are today whatever your weight whatever you look like whatever you're doing there's got to be one or hundreds of things that are really amazing about you and so to identify them we often don't stop to acknowledge ourselves to identify them and then if you think of like um the way we touch a phone screen expand it oh i love that analogy expanded oftentimes we're taught to increase our weaknesses build build up your weaknesses do what you suck at oh my god that's such a good point (laughs) michelle's having a therapy session i'm about to start crying and i don't know if it's the ivf hormones but you talking about she's still in there it's so true i'll let you keep going yeah it's it's, beautiful thank you uh it's it's just so so to really expand those awesome things and then expand them more have them fill up space oftentimes so often as women we're told to be small lose weight be quiet don't show emotion don't Mm -hmm. show (laughs) and and so to allow the best parts of who you are today because that's alive and vibrant let her expand and take up space and then so you've got the this magic this effervescent magic of who you were and then these solid grounded really expansive things of who you are today and then the two of you fusing Mm -hmm. look to the future and say and who do i want to become Mm. what does that look like how does it feel what does it taste like what it what does it smell like and then start to formulate it and so then this is where it gets a little trickier because okay well what's standing in my way who is standing in my way where am I getting in my own way Mm -hmm. and stopping myself and how do I get rid of my BS stories start to tell new stories 
and then start to plan my first and second steps, begin implementation, and start to move forward on my plan and have somebody hold me accountable so I actually do it. Is that somebody you that holds them accountable? That somebody very well could be me. And how does the program, how does this program work? Is it, are they in person, in person sessions? Are they on like, just give us the load on. I'm so curious because I might be hiring you next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, my programming now is either on Zoom or phone, mm-hmm. um, which seems to be really effective. There's still great connection and energy exchange. Um, and this program is structured and the parameters are narrow. It isn't about like how I wish I had gotten a pedicure last week or, you know, when um, my uncle... Uh, crashed his car it's it's about you okay and it's it's about that person inside of you identifying the best of who you were the best of who you are crafting who you want to become and what it's going to take to get you there and so there are videos and um uh meditations and recommendations for journaling for creating rituals and um, there's a worksheet for each step Mm -hmm. and um, you do them you check in with me in between the sessions it's eight weeks we meet every week for about an hour and um, we discuss what you've done and then what steps you can take and any hurdles that you see in front of you and um, having narrow parameters ends up going so deep Mm. as opposed to really wide and on the surface and um, the results have been really rich and interesting and those narrow parameters can be really beneficial um, especially as a starting point. Wow. When we first spoke on the phone I recall you saying that at one point you want to let your clients and the women that you work with go you you there was a conversation we had if I'm recalling correctly that you don't want them to be with you forever you want to work with them and then see them let them fly yeah yes is that the concept of this eight-week program that is the concept of this eight-week program and all of my work exactly Mm -hmm. as you said so um the work that I do is um to build sustainable tools that you can use independently moving forward for the rest of your life in some version Mm -hmm. And what I have found with all of my clients is that they've been able to internalize and assimilate what they've learned and then find different ways to use those tools over the years. Yes. Amazing. I know that the women um, listening in are going to be very interested in this because of the conversations we have with them on the back end. We talk a lot about with, you know, we get messages, whether it's um, even in the comments of our comment section on our, our podcast, women will write in and say, you know, while I'm doing these stupid little tasks I have to do, I'll tune into cozy conversations right. just to take my mind yeah. off of it. So I know that there are women listening who are seeking bigger and better fulfillment in these tasks that they're doing, but not just those tasks, but probably reaching outside of the tasks that they're aware that they need to do and to broaden that that idea to find more fulfillment in their own lives. This has been a beautiful conversation. Absolutely loved this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) 
love this conversation. I, I have too, by the way. I hope you, and this is your first delightful. podcast. My first podcast. We're so you, excited for you. You must and us. come back. Yeah, we no, hope you'll come back. I would love to Maybe come we'll back. do like a New Year's thing to, you know, help give women some momentum for the new year. But before we let you loose and let you back go downtown, let you go back downtown, can you tell our listeners where they can find everything about Copilot and you? Absolutely. So, um, Anybody who is curious about me can go to copilotforwellness.com and you can find me on Instagram at copilot.wellness and you can find me on Facebook um, at Copilot Aviva Brill and then you can find me on LinkedIn, whatever the LinkedIn deal is. Yeah. But if you yeah, look up Aviva Brill, you'll find we'll me. find you. Uh-huh. I think people are going to be knocking down your yeah, door. Yeah, you better put up a little, like, <laughs> people so you can see who's coming because <laughs> people are going to become looking for you. This was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. I feel shifted. I feel that you have inspired me to definitely reevaluate how I spend my day. I had two hours today before my class or after my class and coming here. And I thought to myself, how am I going to spend these two hours? Yeah. I really thought like I can, and I got up. The funny thing that happened was I, I, I stood up and I'm like, cause I took a moment to get back from class and decompress. I'm like, I'm going to water my plants. Cause I have to tend to those do some other stuff. You guys, I go to turn on my faucet. There's no, no water. water. <laughs> no water. Par for the course. Water main break, a water main break in awesome. the middle of our road, but no worries. That was just a little roadblock. And then I shifted my attention elsewhere. Right. But I thank you for that because I, I think that time study is really important and you've definitely encouraged me to that whole why aren't I writing a book? There's really no good excuse. There's just excuses. And I just need to sort out my time better. Sort out your time, your time, make a plan and have someone hold you accountable to it mm. and start. And just, just start. start. Yes. Thank you so Loves much, us. Aviva. We can't wait Truly. for you to have you back on Cozy Convos. Oh, I, this was absolutely delightful. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Stay cozy, listeners. Hey, Michelle, you want to know what my favorite functional accessory is? I already know. It's that Marlo and Olive Turkish towel of yours. I'm pretty obsessed with mine, too. What do they call it? A pestamel? That's right, a pestamel, because it is so much more than just a towel. I am totally obsessed with them. I always travel with one because they have so many uses. I use it for a blanket, a wrap, a bathing suit cover-up. Plus, there's always one in my car because every car needs a blanket, just in case. Now that's good thinking. I'm loving their hair towels. They're so much better for your hair, super absorbent, and I honestly feel like it makes my hair less frizzy. The Peshtimels are so soft and cozy. I love the idea of having a basket of them and bringing them outside to wrap ourselves with when sitting around the bonfire. And of course, I love snuggling up with one while reading my favorite book. Oh, that sounds nice. And honestly, Lauren, every human on planet Earth should have a Peshtimel. They are so versatile. They come in a variety of patterns and sizes. Marlo and Olive will even add fleece to any Peshtimel to make them even more cozy. They can also custom embroider any item. These Turkish treasures make for such great gifts for everyone, from babies to bridesmaids to grandmas. So this holiday season, shop local, shop small, shop women-owned businesses. Shop Marlo and Olive at www.marloandolive.com. Oh, and for all of our Cozy Convo listeners, use our code COZYLIFE to get 15% off of your very first purchase. Thank you for joining us for today's Cozy Conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, 
www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.